Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter, 2020, Von Nelson Emerging Market Opportunities Recap Call. In the third quarter, 2020, Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunities returned 9.23% gross and 8.88% net. And that is up against the MSCI Emerging Markets Standard Smith Cap Index at 9.4%. And with me today, is Portfolio Manager, Kevin Ross. With that, Kevin, I'll turn things over to you. Thanks so much, Dan, and it's a pleasure to be here. The recovery in financial markets continued into the third quarter for our emerging markets universe, driven by an improvement in economic activity, significant fiscal and monetary support, and an improvement in some of the data related to the progression of COVID-19. Starting on the economic activity front, China continues to lead the recovery with GDP growth of 4.9% during the third quarter, showing another sequential improvement from the second quarter and getting back close to pre-COVID levels of growth. Industrial activity remains the key driver with 6.9% growth during the period, and recent PMI readings showed a trend in expansionary territory above 50. Within our portfolio, we have seen a strong recovery in auto sales, property sales, as well as consumer durables, such as things like home appliances, as well as a revival of infrastructure projects. We expect further infrastructure projects to be announced at the upcoming 14th five-year plan, which goes from 2021 to 2025, which should be announced in the next couple of weeks. Our second and third largest country allocations within, within the strategy, Korea and Taiwan, benefited from several positive developments during the quarter. Their COVID case counts remain at very low low levels, particularly relative to global peers, as a result of early testing and contact tracing programs, which has allowed for near full mobility of consumers. An improving global trade environment with their developed market trading partners in the US and Europe has meant export activity has rebounded. Strong growth from the semiconductor and overall IT supply chains resulting from work from home home trends, 5G and Internet of Things has also been supportive. One risk we are keeping a watchful eye on is the China-Taiwan cross-straits relationship for any signs of escalation over the next few months, as up until this point, the Taiwan market has been very resilient, trading near its all-time high. The leading in real-time indicators we track in several other relevant markets for us, including India and Brazil, suggests a tentative positive direction for economic activity in most industries. COVID case counts in these countries are on downward trajectories and appear to have peaked towards the end of the summer. Inflation remains at low levels historically and monetary policy stance remains very supportive for economic activity to improve in the months ahead. We share the view with our U.S. counterparts at Vaughn Nelson that post the U.S. election in November, regardless of the outcome, we expect fiscal policy in close coordination with the Federal Reserve, who is responsible for monetary policy, to work on driving sustainable economic growth. This combination of loose monetary and loose fiscal policy is likely to lead to a weaker U.S. dollar over the medium term. This should lead to an enhancement of returns for EM equity investors, as they can see, could see an appreciation of local currencies, many of which are still down materially year to date. Just to cite a few examples, The Mexican peso is down 10% year-to-date, the Russian ruble is down by 20% year-to-date, and the Brazilian real is down 27%. 
While we don't make explicit forecasts for currencies, our general view is that the U.S. dollar is relatively overvalued in relation to currencies within our universe, and that should continue to be a tailwind for the asset class in the medium term, particularly for USD-based investors. One point we would like to highlight regarding the performance of the strategy uh, during the period is we saw continued underperformance of, of the value uh, benchmark which lagged its growth counterparts uh, by over 1,100 basis points during the period. Our weightings in India and Indonesia increased during the quarter. The portfolio has the highest weighting in India it, it has had in several years, and while we expect short-term volatility, we still see the medium to long-term outlook as amongst the best within the asset class. Many of our companies in India benefit from lower raw material and oil prices that we've seen, and they're experiencing widening margins as a result. Our IT services sector investments are experiencing strong growth from digital transformation trends in developed markets, which have been turbocharged during COVID-19. The portfolio's weighting in financials, utilities, and real estate decreased during the period. In such a low interest rate environment, we see a difficult outlook for traditional banks and insurance companies because of rising loan losses for the banks and increasing regulatory oversight for the insurance companies. For the real estate sector, while we see some intriguing values amongst commercial real estate, we see elevated levels of uncertainty for office and retail end markets, causing us to stay on the sidelines for the most part. During the quarter, the strategy had positive contributions from stock selection, slightly offset by allocation effects. The best performing countries were Brazil, India, Singapore, Thailand, and South Africa. The portfolio lagged in Taiwan, China, Malaysia, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. We continue to be overweight information technology and consumer discretionary, while underweight to healthcare, financials, consumer staples, and materials. Uh, these, posi these positions on a sector basis have remained relatively consistent over the last several quarters. One change we have been making recently is we have been reducing our underweight in materials as we see a risk for inflation increasing in the medium, medium term amidst Chairman Powell's inflation targeting policy and tightening supply demand for several commodities. We added 10 new companies during the third quarter and fully exited seven during the period. This is roughly in line with the normal turnover range after what we had was a very active first and second quarter uh, in, in the midst of the, of the, of the COVID-related uh, sell-off. All of these companies were Category A or Category B companies. Um, and just to refresh, uh, Category A is our undervalued earnings growth, and Category B is our undervalued assets buckets. Um, these companies that we added we think can meet our targeted return of 50% over three years using what we deem to be relatively conservative assumptions. Similar with the other strategies that the team manages, we continue to see a high level of opportunities to deploy capital within our asset class that can meet our return thresholds. We remain towards the top end of our targeted number of names of 60 to 80 individual companies in the portfolio, and consequently, much of our portfolio management efforts are spent on trying to optimize the portfolio and upgrading the overall business quality of the portfolio. While we would cite significant political risks over the coming uh, months ahead, including the U.S. election, final Brexit negotiations between the UK and the EU, geopolitical tensions with China, and a potential for a second wave of COVID-19, 
We believe that our portfolio remains highly resilient with strong balance sheets and high-quality management teams that can navigate uh, through these murky waters in the fourth, fourth quarter and position themselves well for 2021. Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to updating you towards the end of the year, and, and thanks again. All right, Kevin, appreciate the, uh, the insight here on the emerging market space, and you know, certainly it hasn't been a, a terrific year for anybody, so looking forward to seeing uh, when we connect back at the end of the fourth quarter, and, and hopefully we can turn the page on 2020 and, and keep things moving along. So uh, keep plowing ahead, and we'll talk again here soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.